Odyssey fans. I'm Jesse, editor of Focus on the Family Clubhouse magazine. And I'm Bob, producer of the Adventures in Odyssey Club. Welcome to the official Adventures in Odyssey podcast. Later on the podcast, we'll be hearing a preview of the upcoming and much-anticipated Album 71, A Slippery Slope. It starts airing on the radio and online October 16th. And we'll be talking to someone who performed on Adventures in Odyssey and is now working on a book series that has an unusual connection to Odyssey. How's that for a teaser? I'm on the edge of my seat. But first, here's the latest news. A new Last Chance Detectives book is now available. It's book number five titled Terror from Outer Space. There are also three Last Chance audio dramas that are currently available in the Adventures in Odyssey Club. And now this new book. To learn more about it, how it came together, and how it fits into the whole world of Last Chance Detectives, let's talk to the book's editor, Thomas Jeffries. And let's talk to him about what an editor does, too. That's one of my favorite topics. Thomas, welcome to the podcast. Hey, glad to be here, Bob. You know, last time you were uh, here with us, it was to talk about a little voiceover role you did. Uh, today, we get to hear more about your day-to-day work here at Focus on the Family. Tell us about the roles you held in the past and your current job as a book editor. Well, Bob, um, I actually got my start uh, right out of journalism school. I went to college, um, got a master's degree in journalism, and my first job was here at one of the magazines. Before that, I worked for a, a newspaper, sort of like the Odyssey Times. So I was a reporter and moved on to become an editor here at Focus, working for one of the magazines where I got to do both editing and writing. Well, cool. Uh, that shows that we have a, a lot in common here, Thomas, because uh, also got my master's in journalism. And when you know, growing up, I was one of those kids that said, I want to be a writer, right? But there's not that many kids that say, I want to be an editor, but editors are so important to the writing process. So why would one decide to move into the editorial role like you did, and I guess like I did myself as well? Well, it's definitely a journey because I do both, and I think you do too as well, Jesse. Yeah. Um, the more I got involved, when you're on a magazine staff, there's not that many people on the staff. So you learn to do a little bit of everything. So you're writing stories, you're editing other people's stories, because everybody needs an editor. When you get to that level, you need to look over your coworkers' work yeah. and to see, you know, check them for mistakes. You, They check you for mistakes. It's a, it's a give and take. And then you basically you learn what it means to operate from both sides of that perspective, editor and writer. And so I continue to, to write even as I'm an editor now. Yeah, I know when I was the editor of Plugged In Magazine for about 16 years, it made me a better editor having been the writer for that publication because that way I could sort of put my mind where the writer was and know how to talk with and communicate with them. And I think by being a writer first, your goal as an editor is not to make it sound like you. It's yeah. to make the writer sound like the best possible version that they can be. Oh, that's exactly the way to look at it. That's great. Put yourself in the shoes of a student now. We have a lot of young people out there listening. Uh, they're trying to choose a career. Fill in these blanks. I love blank, and in school, I'm really good at blank, so I should consider becoming an editor. Well, interesting you ask it that way, because when I was in school, I wasn't thinking about becoming an editor at all. <laughs> I, In fact, I got to college, and I still didn't know what I was going to do. I took some classes in computer programming. I took some classes in uh, you know, psychology and in business and marketing. But it was at the very end of my college um, uh, years that I started writing for the university newspaper, and I realized – 
that those essays that I'd written in junior high and high school, I was good at them. They came easy to, for me. But when I got to college, all of a sudden people were grading a little tougher. And I thought this became a challenge. And so now I was trying to do the best that I could. That's when I decided that, you know, hey, this is a challenge to be a writer, to get concise, engaging, interesting stories. And when you talk about what do you what are you good at? What did you love in school? I loved reading and I loved sentences and I loved words, but I didn't necessarily love grammar. <laughs> I don't know a lot of kids in junior high who just love grammar, but you learn grammar because you love the other stuff. I mean, yes, if you're good at English, you might be a good writer or editor because that you, there's a certain level of English you need to be proficient at. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until later that I figured it out that, yes, I love sentences. I love reading. I will learn the grammar necessary to be good at that. Yeah. You know, my wife is a writer. And Jesse, you remember word trees? Oh, yeah, yeah. She loved word trees when she was younger. <laughs> and it certainly helped her develop the same uh, mentality. Mm-hmm. So what classes would you encourage young people to really – obviously, English would be one, right? Right, right. Um, you know, it never hurts to take classes where you're looking at great works of literature, although some of them I know are – they were boring for me. I got to be honest. You know, there were certain books I read in high school that I thought I couldn't wait till I was done because they weren't really that engaging. But you you do learn some things about the form and about how to structure a story, whether it's fiction or nonfiction. You learn how to structure that. It's good to sit through it even though it's not always that fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, in fact, volunteer for if your school has a newspaper or today an online, you know, webzine or a website that you can write for and get that experience. Go out and, and, and write about, you know, the play or the, the school play or some sport, you know, sporting events. Go to a basketball game, a football game, write it, write it up, write, find out someone at your school who's done something amazing or interesting and tell their story. And Basically, anything you can do to get your work in front of people's eyes is great experience. It's like a muscle you exercise, right? Yeah, and that's one of the things why even as an editor now, I try and keep my hand in writing articles for other publications just to keep that muscle exercised. And you're not the only uh, books editor here at Focus on the Family. So uh, in your department, do you specialize in maybe certain kinds or certain genres of books? Well, actually, it's interesting that you say that because – one of the big projects I've been working on lately is Last Chance Detectives, which are youth novels mm -hmm. for, you know, kids ages, you know, eight and older. Um, you know, people like to pigeonhole sometimes books into like, you know, eight to 12. But these are these are just interesting stories. And I can imagine adults reading these Last Chance Detectives books and enjoying them quite a bit. Because, in fact, when I pass them on to a copy editor, after I read the book, and edit it, what's called a substantial edit. Then I pass it on to a copy editor who looks over it for grammar and spelling and punctuation. And she found the stories really interesting. And she's in her 30s. Mm. So I don't think these books are just for kids. I think these books are, as the saying goes, for kids of all ages. Good writing makes good reading. Well, let's talk about the time frame. Because we've talked to the Odyssey writers before about how long it takes to create a script. How long does your editing process take? Well, to be honest, it's probably about a year from when we get the manuscript in to when it appears on bookstore wow. shelves. I know that seems like a long time. We can do it quicker if we have to. If you know, we recently had a book where we decided to move shift the order of publication, and so we, you know, 
did a, a bit of a rush on things, so it'll probably come out in a few months less than that. But generally, we like to give ourselves a year if possible because that goes through the art design. You're going to design a cover. I'm going to do my editorial part. I may go back to the author and ask for some changes or some revisions. Then it'll come back to me. I'll do my edit. I'll pass it on to the copy editor. He or she'll do their work, send it back to us. And in the meantime, someone's designing a cover. We're writing the back cover copy. And then we ship it all off to the production team. And they'll take it from there. And then then the marketers get involved. And so it's quite a long process. Yeah, and it sounds like... Uh multi-levels of drafts. It sounds like you not only does the writer work through drafts, you're working through drafts. I remember my my son's second grade teacher would say your first draft is called your sloppy copy. And then you have to go back and you self-edit, then you, an editor you know, edits, and then it sounds like you have a, a proofreader. Like how many people are involved in this process? It sounds like a, a big team. Well, you know, I don't know that I've ever actually met every single person who touches this oh, project wow. before it goes to press. I do know the book designer, I do know the copy editor. I do know the editor-in-chief, who is my boss. Mm-hmm. And I know the author. So there's five right there. Yeah. And, you know, again, there's somebody do, who's doing the, the typesetting, which is arranging how the, the words look on the page. When you look at a book, you think it's just a very simple, you know, slap the words on the page. But there's a method to that. The typeface that they choose, the page breaks, even how the, each line breaks on a page is very carefully looked at because you don't want to have lines break in bad places. That seems kind of boring, and it really isn't all that exciting, <laughs> but it makes for a good reading experience. Some have said that editing is the last stage of storytelling. What does that mean, and have you found that true in in your role here? I found it true both as a writer and an editor. Hmm. There are certain editors who make stories better. I can turn in a draft, and I think it's just, you know, I've revised it myself a couple times, and I think it's incredible. And that editor will spot one line or one simple change, and I will just be amazed at how much of a difference that makes in telling the story. I have suggestions when I get a manuscript in from an author. I may say, hey, we need a little bit more about this character here, or let's switch the order of these events there. But the story, you want a good story to work with. You can fine-tune the details. That's mm-hmm. not a problem. If it's not an interesting story, though, that's hard to, to create. Even the best editor can't make <laughs> a boring story all of a sudden fabulously interesting. So which books, Thomas, have you edited for Focus on the Family, anything that our listeners might be familiar with? And related to that, is there any one of them that really gave you a challenge? Um, well, in, in this context, I would say, Bob, that the, the books that I've worked on that are going to be most familiar to, you know, Odyssey listeners would be the Last Chance Detective series. We're releasing the four original books along with a brand new fifth one called Terror from Outer Space. Mm -hmm. So the first four books, we went back and we made sure that everything aligned. These books were written by different authors over different years. And so now we've gone out of our way to make sure all the stories fit together and and they match. And we're not introducing any errors. It all makes sense. The continuity is there. It's just like Odyssey. You want to make sure that someone who was a villain later wasn't a hero, you know, in the previous episode. You know, that it may be a twist, but it's probably not likely. And you're dealing with different authors in this case, too, right? Right, right. So, yes, the first couple of books were written by a couple of brothers. And then uh, someone here named Jim Ware at Focus wrote Canyon Quest, which was actually a prequel to the first, those first three books. Mm-hmm. So it, Canyon Quest explained how the four last chance detectives all came together. So what we have now is the 
original four book series, which is the prequel, which explains how the last chance detectives got together. And then the three books, which are adaptations of the video series. So all four of those form the basis for this brand new release, terror from outer space. So it, it's a continuation of the story of Ben, Mike, Winnie and Spencer. Well, it's cool to see those characters again. And I know that, uh, if uh, our listeners are also Adventures in Odyssey club members, they could actually see those videos as part of the club, which is kind of cool. But how about those new readers? Um, is this a good place to start with Tear from Outer Space? Or do you think they need to go back and maybe read some of those earlier books to really understand the characters and the relationships? Yes and no and yes again. Yes. <laughs> The four books, it's great to start with them because they've been around for several years and they give a great foundation. But yeah, you can enjoy a Last Chance Detectives book if you just start. It's a great story, so it doesn't matter which one you start with. You're going to enjoy it. But you might prefer to read Canyon Quest first because that helps you understand how it all got started. So what are our plans for this series? Is this something we want to, like the Imagination Station books, have a whole bunch of books coming in? Or, or what's the idea? Actually... The Terror from Outer Space book is just the first in a brand new trilogy of Last Chance Detectives novels. It's a great place to pick up the story. It's still set in the same time setting back in the in the mid-1990s, but it's more adventures. And truthfully, everyone is a year older. Maybe, you know, 20 years have passed since then. <laughs> right? but, in the, but in the world of Last Chance Detectives, everyone's maybe a year older. And so Mike is 13 now, and his friends are, you know, 11 or 12. And together, they're still solving mysteries. That They're getting known. That's the biggest difference. The Last Chance Detectives have made a name for themselves, and the adults are paying attention. These kids are solving some big mysteries. And they're getting the credit for it. Oh, that's cool. And another thing I think is cool is the the Odyssey Last Chance Detective connection, because uh, Jason Whitaker actually appeared in one of the Last Chance audio dramas, uh, which are also available in the club right now. So how is Last Chance similar to Odyssey and how is it different? Well, it's similar in the sense that there's adventure and there's, you know, young kids interacting with adults of all ages and they're having fun. They're having adventure and there's, and there's a bit of, there's some action in there too as well. Yeah. Um, but in how it's different, I would say last chance detectives doesn't have the same variety of stories as Odyssey does. You would never see an episode of BTV in the last chance detectives (laughs) world, (laughs) Right. but you, you are going to see exciting edge of your seat adventure. That's what you're going to see, and that's where there's some similarity. And the mysteries. Of course, we've had a lot of mystery solvers in Adventures in Odyssey. Uh, we've got a new team that's mm-hmm. been put together right. uh, to do that very thing. And so uh, anyone who's interested in a good mystery is going to enjoy these books. Uh, Thomas, uh, one of the enduring mysteries from Last Chance Detectives is what happened to Mike's dad. Uh, the final audio show, it didn't answer the question, but it did give some new clues. So does this book continue that part of the story? Well, let me just say that Mike's dad has not been forgotten, especially not by Mike. That is still his primary motivation. He wants to be a better detective because there is this bigger looming case that he wants to solve. He has not seen his dad in years since he was, you know, I think it was like six or seven years old. And he's wondering where his dad is. And we, the authors of Last Chance Detectives, have not forgotten about that story. It's, I'm not going to promise any quick solutions to that it's going to be an ongoing mystery but there will be developments i promise you that awesome you mentioned that tear from outer space is the first book of a new trilogy 
I noticed that. So, uh, you know, maybe give our listeners kind of an idea of what's going to be coming up with the next two books. Maybe the titles. I don't know what you can give away or not. But uh, Well, you know, you you guys here always want the freshest, latest news (laughs) for the Odyssey listeners. I understand that. And I don't know how much I can give away, but I will tell you, after Terror from Outer Space, there's going to be a little story of someone from uh, Sheriff Smitty's past who's looking for him. And for whatever reason, Sheriff is being hunted. Mm. Let me just say that. So there might be a little quest for revenge from on somebody's part. Mm. And then the next book has again it's 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 a mystery but it's a decades old even centuries old mystery that these kids are trying to solve. And it involves more than you can ever imagine and that's where we might find out some news maybe about Mike's dad, you never know. Wow. Now how often are the books going to come out? It's great that you asked that, Bob, because Terror from Outer Space is available right now. I mean, you can go ahead, maybe find that at your bookstore, or just order it online from, you know, online retailers from Focus on the Family. Get it from our store online. Um, but the next two, we're hoping within the next year, the plan is to have the second and third books of that trilogy come out. I keep saying trilogy. They're not part of an official trilogy, but it's the next three books in the series that hopefully should be out within the next year or so. And as always, people can read them first in the Adventures in Odyssey Club. Absolutely. Well, Thomas, this is so much fun for me today because, uh, you know, I'm an avid reader, grew up just the way you did. And uh, I'm excited about this new uh, series with Last Chance Detectives because I was a big fan when it initially came out. So I'm uh, very excited that it's going to continue. Well, you know, I know it's my job to say how great these books are, but I really think they are. I think that the, the stories in this this fresh round of three books Really engaging, again, not just for kids. I think anyone who loves a good adventure is going to really enjoy these books. Well, thanks for being with us and tell us a little bit more about that. Glad to be here. You can get a copy of Terror from Outer Space on the Focus Store right now. And as we mentioned, you can read the whole book in the club, but only for a limited time. While you're there, you can also stream the original video series and the audio series, the one featuring Jason Whitaker. Back in Odyssey, Album 71 is coming very soon to the radio and online. Uh, For those of you who haven't heard it yet, it's preview time. Have you heard about Adventures in Odyssey Album 71, A Slippery Slope? (laughs) It has quite a few interesting characters. Are you Mr. Incognito, the famous detective? Depends who's asking. My name is Dee. D. Amsel. You need to get out of my head, Leonid. Well, you are the one researching me. I know, but it's a little weird to have my first imaginary friend be a dead Russian philosopher. Cooper? Maury and Suzu. The EMS team. Russian philosophers, famous detectives, and a new crime-fighting team get to know all of these people on a slippery slope. Now on the Adventures in Odyssey Club CD and download. Find out more at adventuresinodyssey.com. You can hear Album 71, A Slippery Slope, on the radio and online October 16th. And you can be sure we'll be talking about it on plenty of upcoming podcasts, too. But that's all for this edition of the official Adventures in Odyssey podcast, a presentation to focus on the family. Join the club at AIOclub.org or find out more about the new book at lastchancedetectives.com. Plus, find your local radio station or listen on our website at adventuresinodyssey.com. Or call us at 1-800-A-FAMILY. I'm Bob. And I'm Jesse, reminding you that with God in your life, every day is an adventure.